As soon as they lifted the pandemic restrictions, you knew it would happen. Your texts are now flooded with messages from friends who are ready to reconnect for happy hours and begin planning summer trips. And you're ready too. You miss being in their company. And Lord knows you're overdue for a getaway. But money's been a little tight and you don't know if you'll be able to keep up with all the social outing invitations that are coming your way. Now in your friend group, there's quite a mixed bag. Some of the ladies have extensive means, while others have to be a little more conscious about how they spend. And while you know this to be true, it's not like you all ever really talk about it, because that would be awkward, right? Well, in today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, we're going to talk about money and the sneaky way that it can impact our friendships. I was recently interviewed by Vox on the subject, and I thought, oh, mm -hmm, we have to discuss. So by the end of today's show, you will learn one- a few reasons why money often causes conflict in our friendships. Two, what to do whether you're the friend with only a couple dollars in the account or the friend who's living rather comfortably. And finally, how to plan social outings that everyone can take part in. Now, if you're ready for this conversation to make a little more sense, then stay tuned because we're going to unpack it. Was the sense thing corny? That was cheesy. That was cheesy, right? (laughs) This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. So a 2018 survey by Credit Karma found that 40% of millennials are willing to go into debt in order to keep up with their peers. Now, my mother is a money and finance expert, so I hear her talk about this all the time, and she can agree wholeheartedly that this is in line with what she sees from her younger clients. But why do we do that? And how might that habit be harming our friendships? Here are three reasons why money sometimes poses a little issue and our friendships, whether we're talking about it or not. The first is this. Friendships thrive on shared experiences and quality time. And culturally, that has meant participating in social outings that require money. For many of us, we don't know how to spend time without spending cash. And so being with friends, for many people, requires opening up our wallets. So for those who don't have the means, they see admission of that fact as a form of social suicide. Fear of being excluded or forgotten drives ongoing spending that a girl just really can't afford. And so while this doesn't create an external conflict with your friends outwardly, it can stir a lot of internal conflict of sorts as you're constantly weighing what you see as two options. One, spend and be included. Or two, don't spend and be left out. And these are heavy consequences for some of us that we really feel we have to weigh. Now, some women see this play out more explicitly during life occasions like weddings, right? When it's very open and very outward, friends want you to be a part of their wedding party. It's a total honor and you feel obligated to participate even if it means extending yourself beyond financial limits. I've heard stories from women during private coaching sessions and I've read uh, confessions and social media comments from women who said they just sucked it up and spent more than they could afford in order to not cause friction or be excluded. And those who found the courage to admit that they wouldn't be able to participate in wedding festivities like the bachelorette party and the engagement party and dress buying only found that it caused actual shifts in their relationships with their friends. But more on that in an upcoming episode about how to not ruin your friendships during wedding season. Stay 
tuned for that. So issue number one, in summary, the internal conflict of compromising financial boundaries in an effort to be included, which let's be honest, may breed resentment with both yourself and others. You'll be frustrated with yourself for doing more than you're able to do and maybe seething with this anger with your friends because you secretly blame them somehow uh, and their social habits for your empty bank account. So I started researching, you know, does friendship coaching exist? And I found Danielle and I can tell you that every investment I've ever made in any service or product, Danielle has offered has been well worth it. I currently have a best friend that I would not be best friends with if it wasn't for Danielle's coaching. Um, Briefly, there was something that was kind of bothering me and if left to my own devices, I think I would have withdrawn and kind of started to distance myself from this person. Uh, But with Danielle's coaching, you know, I've learned that it's okay to have conflict and it's okay to approach the subject directly. And Danielle gives you a great framework for how to do that and how to be successful in that conversation. And you really can't put a price on the value of having a good, loyal, true friend um, or group of friends in your life. And if you've been wondering, okay, great, but how do I do that? This is the class. It's going to tell you how. So I'm so glad I signed up. I encourage you to do the same. If you are trying to get your friendship situation together and find more satisfying relationships with other women, then you need to join us at betterfemalefriendships.com slash membership. That's betterfemalefriendships.com slash membership. We'd love to see you over there. Another reason that money can often cause issues in our friendships is because we tend to assign meaning to the way that it's spent and not spent. You tell a friend you can't afford to fully participate as a bridesmaid, and she might interpret that as your lack of investment in the overall friendship. She may feel like you're not prioritizing her, which is something that women often value in their friendships according to research, that prioritization. If a friend buys you a nice gift or offers to grab a round of drinks, then you think of her as a caring and generous friend. If you are in a place where you have maybe more financial freedom than your friend, you might find yourself offering to pay to demonstrate that you care, you know? And you might be thinking, well, I would never draw conclusions about my friend's character based on their ability or willingness to spend and buy, and that's great. I'd like to think I'm the exact same way, trust me. But it helps to sometimes be aware that this is a common thought pattern so that during the times we do fall into that trap, we can recognize it and make a mental pivot. I know for me, and I've never shared this story publicly, but a few years ago, I had a friend who was getting married. And at the time, I was making a job transition into coaching, and I had just had my first child, and we totally had to change um, some of our social activity because of our restricted financial situation. And I had to tell this friend, no, I cannot participate in some of your wedding festivities that are going to cost upwards of a thousand dollars. At the time, we just didn't have it. And I felt a shift in that friendship during that time because she was likely thinking, huh, well, that's funny because I definitely intended your bachelorette and all your wedding activities. And so it looks like this imbalance. It looked like I cared less than she did. It looked like I was take, you know, being a taker that here I am expecting her to do for me, but I'm not willing to do the same. And so I tried to, at the time, make the gestures that I could to demonstrate 
you know, my, my loyalty and involvement by, you know, sending a Venmo payment to the girl who was coordinating the event, um, and an effort to, to show, Hey, I'm still in this. I still care. I want to participate. I just can't. And things never really returned to normal after that. Uh, I noticed even after calling it out explicitly, cause you know, I'm a fan of having hard conversations and being reassured that, Oh no, no worries. You know, it still caused a, a shift that was difficult to get back from after that. I, I, my point here is that I have lived experience uh, that pairs well and aligns with what I hear from clients and what I see from women on social media. And that takes us to our third reason why it sometimes poses conflict in our friendships, and that is relatability. We value an egalitarian uh, society when we come together as women. And I'm going to explain this in so much more detail. Like I literally could talk about this for hours. Um, but you know, I'm saving a lot of the good stuff for the book that I'm writing that will be available in a bookstore near you in 2024, tentatively called Fighting for Our Friendships. But because we value that quote unquote sameness, we like to think that we're on the same page, that we can relate, that we are traveling through life on the same wavelength. Having different financial situations can sometimes uh, show a difference in status. And when we value sameness as women, I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing, but I'm, I'm telling you that, you know, factually that that's true. Um, it causes some tension. Let's say you have a friend who is complaining about not being able to find the right leather for her customized car. And meanwhile, you're driving Uber. <laughs> that might be something that makes you think, oh my God, I can't relate to this girl at all. And vice versa. So when we value being able to relate and to feel connected with our friends, sometimes being in a different uh, financial category can highlight differences that we don't want to look at when we so desperately want to feel on the same wavelength. So that's a, a conflict that we don't often explicitly verbalize, but very much exists mentally and sometimes emotionally as well. So how do we manage when we notice a bit of financial tension popping up in our friendships? I have two things for you to consider. The first is this, and I cannot stress it enough, you have to own your situation. Do you know how stressful you are making things for yourself if you try to minimize, deny, or dilute your reality? It is what it is. If you have a bit of free cash flow, you, you don't need to feel like you should minimize that or downplay it. You shouldn't feel guilty for being in a certain financial position. Now, I am not saying flaunt it now. Okay, don't be tacky. I'm just saying it is what it is. And no one should make you feel ashamed about that. Just own your situation. If you're kind of on a budget, own that too. You do not have to go around saying, hey, I can't go. I'm broke. But for all this talk about boundaries, right, we need to spend a little time considering financial boundaries that we personally break all the time. If you're not able to attend an event, let's say, because it would stretch you beyond what you're comfortable with, try saying something like, oh, that sounds fun, but I'm not going to be able to, to go. But swing by in the morning and catch me up on every detail. Or maybe if you want to be more forthcoming about your situation, you might say playfully, oh, girl, I don't think I can swing it this month. So you'll have to go without me. But you better come by for mimosas on Saturday and tell me everything, honey, because I need details. Okay, you see how in each of these scripts, there's acknowledgement of your financial reality and you're communicating it without apologizing or without being embarrassed or without being dishonest. And I recommend here when you do this, you always end on an uplift and offer an alternative and you never apologize for being where you are. Now, if you have friends who somehow make you feel guilty or less than or less committed or less worthy because of your means, they don't appreciate 
what you have to offer as a person and honey it's time to consider terminating that relationship altogether the second thing i want you to consider is what money means to you i recently had a a coaching session with a beautiful young woman who admitted that she was spending time with a, a new social group because she liked how it made her feel just i mean simply put it made her feel good the women in this group they had you know a bit of greater means than she had and therefore they dressed a certain way and they brunched a certain way and they were a part of this world that had always been intriguing to her and as a woman who'd uh, typically lived a pretty meager lifestyle she felt she now had access to that world and it wasn't like she was using these women or being fake or that she didn't appreciate them for who they were as people she genuinely enjoyed them but admitting that she couldn't really afford to participate in certain things made her feel exposed that she'd be stripped of the mask she'd been wearing to fit in and that they discovered that she didn't really belong keeping up financially was an attempt to convince herself that she was on that level i'm doing that in air quotes and it allowed her to experiment with a version of herself that she hoped to one day be but it didn't align with her reality and she couldn't practically keep up with with maintaining these social connections with these women in the same way without serious compromise to her pockets so for some women they're not confident that they can offer anything else of value to that friendship and this is why they may opt to to maintain certain behavior um, that's not in line with with their values or their reality so the question becomes what do we do about it i'm glad you asked as your new official friendship coach here's your homework listen closely for the woman who maybe has more means than her friends I want you to consider pop culture examples. Think of Molly compared to Issa in Insecure, right? Think of Monica compared to Phoebe in Friends. Think of Joan compared to Lynn in Girlfriends. Y'all, I could do this all day. I really could. (laughs) I want you to think about the next outing that you have planned with your friends. And when you make your invite, I want you to verbalize things that you may not have even considered before as they may be uh, major determining factors for your friend. So if you're about to consider or suggest it like a summer trip, I want you to consider things like notifying your friends of the daily parking fee at the hotel or certain transportation costs, um, something that might be a make or break for some people that you might not give a second thought to. I also want you to consider making a list of wide ranging excursions and ask which one people most are interested in um, instead of making assumptions and then be a little flexible. Maybe you don't have to have the best seats at a particular event with a friend. Would you be open to would you be open to to mid-level? You know, something to think about. Homework for the woman who has a tighter budget. This is what I want you to do. Okay, and I'm going to stay in my lane. I am certainly no no finance expert. Trust me. <laughs> I want you to set a social budget for yourself. That way you can be a little more intentional about how you want to spend your time socially and what socializing looks like. How much are you able to invest in hanging out? And how can you honor that? We talk about boundaries all the time. We, I mean people, just generally. It's become very mainstream, right? A part of the mainstream conversation. But what about boundaries for yourself? Can you honor a certain budget? I also encourage you to come up with three hangout ideas that don't require much money. I mean, because it's really about spending time with your friends, right? So sometimes we, we might have to retrain them that hanging out and spending time together looks a different way. So a few ideas, you know, museums typically have a day each month or each week where it's totally free or that it's by donation only. Or you can suggest she come with you to the library to help you look for a book on a topic you've been obsessing over lately. I will mention here to get access to a list that I put together of 15 low-cost things you could do with friends, including three scripts for how to suggest them in a confident, non-corny way. 
you need to become a member of the Friend Ford Library, which is going live very soon. There are resources, lists, scripts, exclusive podcast episodes, a lot of stuff that I want to share publicly, but I'm going to reserve for people who are, are really invested and intentional about actual transformation in their friendships. This is for you. You can learn more at betterfemalefriendships.com slash library. It goes live soon and early bird pricing is available now. So just something to, to keep in mind. Uh, Generally speaking, when it comes to finances and and money and friendships, I want you to consider what money means to you. I want you to consider if you're honoring your boundaries, if there's any resentment built up towards somebody else, but it could be avoided if you're honest with yourself and others. I want you to consider um, being more forthright about your situation in a way that makes you comfortable. Uh, for example, I've seen you know uh, clients where perhaps a friend says, oh, I can't go, but they're not totally open about why. And the other friend may experience that as rejection because she doesn't have the full context. So it's just something to consider. How is it in a very sneaky way impact our friendships and we don't even realize something to think about so as you consider that and you do your homework right you know that I will be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships until next time (music) 